Today, the Senate and the White House strike a deal on a $2 trillion stimulus bill. Apparently, we'll see if it holds. Uh, also, Trump approval spikes. A strong majority of Americans approve of his handling of the coronavirus crisis. Despite the media, we have got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined in studio by Chad Prather, once again, host of the Chad Prather Show, who I believe has just given up on life at this point uh, in the game. He's, Look, man, he just, if yeah. I'm going to go out, I'm going out comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I got up, I put on some shorts. I don't even have underwear on. I'm totes uh -huh. commando. Uh -huh. And now I got the bathrobe going, which may or may not have been on my body for the last seven days. But I just saw you yesterday, and it wasn't. Listen, the, uh, but it was—it's been on me the majority of the time. I took it off and got dressed up for you. Uh, listen, I'm not worried about a COVID microbe. There is stuff living in this robe that will kill you. Oh, boy. I'm not sure that we meet the six-foot requirement for social distancing, so I may be done for as well. We've also got, uh, remotely, we've got Jesse Kelly, host of I'm Right with Jesse Kelly, uh, and also host of The Jesse Kelly Show, because he is, you know, as we all know, very, very multi-talented, yada, yada, yada. He'll tell you himself. <laughs> Jesse, thanks well, for being here. True. Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm extremely excited for both of you that just that you get to spend some time with me. I understand it has to be actually a little bit physically painful in all seriousness to, to have me that close, but not be able to reach out and actually touch me. I understand that that's difficult for you and Chad, but I hope you guys get through it. All right. Well, Jesse, in all seriousness, for real, though, uh, I am excited to have you on because if, for anyone who is does not follow Jesse on Twitter, he is spitting absolute fire right now with all of this coronavirus pandemic. And uh, I just I can't wait to hear what you have to say about the latest. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi signaled some tepid support today for the multi-trillion dollar coronavirus response package, uh, saying that this bipartisan deal has moved from corporations focused to workers first, even though I think that's just a load of hogwash. It's just Nancy Pelosi saving face because uh, she tried to throw out her bill with all of her wish list items and it didn't go over so well. The White House has also signaled that they will strike a deal on the $2 trillion stimulus spending deal. Uh, Mitch McConnell actually tweeted out, at last, we have a deal. After days of intense discussions, the Senate has reached a bipartisan agreement on a historic relief package for this pandemic. Pandemic. We're going to pass this legislation later today. Now, this was in the early hours of the morning. I believe it was like one o'clock a.m. when Mitch McConnell <laughs> tweeted this out. Obviously, things could develop between now and then. Um, but, Chad, what are your thoughts on this bill? Uh, well, let me let me first give you my thoughts on the bill makers. I'm sick of all of them. Yeah. All of them. Left, right, in between. I don't care. I'm tired. Of, look at this picture of Mitch McConnell. Turtle, turtle, turtle. I mean, my God, this, all of them. I mean, it's absolutely asinine what's coming out of Washington, D.C. right now. Can we just, hold on. You bring up a really great point. This picture is a horrible picture. Yeah. Because as everyone knows, you don't take a picture of someone from that far from down. Below, yeah. That's not, that's not, whoever took that picture. I don't even nice. want to get into what, who has seen him from that angle in Washington, D.C. I don't even want to go there with a senator. Uh, can we go back to that picture of big Donnie Trump there with his smirk? Can we pop that? Look at that look. That is a winner right there. Hair on point. <laughs> tan perfection and just has a little <laughs> smirk there like you know what f you got it done 
Uh, they got done with that deal after midnight last night. You know good and well. You know good and well by then. Nancy Pelosi was freaking hammered. She was a distillery at that point. She was, you could have, like, you could have used her to sanitize the room. It's ridiculous. And I'm still pissed off about all the stuff they tried to sneak in there. I'm not letting that one go. And then she comes out today and she goes, I don't pay attention to anybody's Twitch or Twitch or Twitters or anything like that. I'm tired of these people. Jesse, your thoughts? I'm disgusted by the whole thing. I'm disgusted by uh, the Congress. I, I think this entire thing has been an absolute embarrassing joke. I have never seen the entire world, let alone our own government, overreact to something so badly ever. I, I, I honestly, I feel like I'm on one planet watching a planet full of crazy mm -hmm. people conduct mm -hmm. themselves this way. And I am stunned, stunned that you would take any virus, any virus, and I'm not saying this one isn't serious, it is, we should go after it, and that you would purposely take the United States economy and slam it into a brick wall like a woman putting on her makeup on the way to work. I cannot believe, cannot believe we would do this to an economy of 350 million people. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's unbelievable. And I'm not even joking, the stories, you guys have seen it, I've been putting out, I want to hear your stories, I'm putting out my email. I have no heart. I have no soul. I have no morals. I admit all that. I, I'm a horrible human being. No. I choked up reading my email for the past two days, listening to the lives who are being wiped out right now. Not a couple weeks from now. Not in, you know, May. Not, well, it's a couple months, a little bit. Right now, people are watching their livelihoods, businesses of 10, 20, 30, 40 years gone in a blink because some freaking genius decided we just should lock everybody in their home in the land of the free. I've never been more pissed off in my life. All right. Well, I, we're fired up today now. Um, Jesse, I, I agree with you, obviously. Um, I completely agree. The government has gone mad. The people have gone mad. It's very clear to, I think, everyone that uh, all they need to do is scare everyone into thinking that they're going to die, and they'll just happily hand over all of their freedoms and all of their liberties. But I guess my question on this particular bill is, uh, so, obviously, you disagree with the premise that the government should be forcing businesses to close down and forcing people to stay at home. But moving past that, they've done it, right? So, shouldn't then the government, since they've forced these small businesses and these small business owners out of work, shouldn't they then compensate them for it? Not if this is the way they're going to do it. You want to pass a $2 trillion bill, then divide that evenly up between all 350 million Americans and personally send them a check. But that's not what they did. Mm -hmm. Instead, they borrowed $2 trillion from me, my kids, their grandkids, their great-great-grandkids, and this thing's loaded down with pork. It actually still has $25 million for congressional salaries in the daggone thing for their staffers, if you can believe it or not. It still has the money in for the Kennedy Center. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me some $2 trillion bill is going to make a difference. You stopped the $20 trillion economy, and now some idiot government egghead is going to sprinkle in a couple trillion and actually have that do anything? That's not going to do squat. This whole thing's idiotic. Turn the economy back on. Chad? Absolutely, and he's exactly right. And let's talk about some money for the Kennedy Center. $25 million for the Kennedy Center. National Endowment for the Humanities, whatever the hell that is, $75 million. Migration and Refugee Assistant, which is a fancy way of saying illegal aliens. Mm -hmm. 
$350 million, over a quarter of a billion dollars for illegal aliens. It's absolutely ridiculous. These people don't represent me. They don't represent you. You came in here, you were pissed off, Sarah, and you said, Telemundo, a la miso, en el señor, el señor se va tu alma, real alto, hablado. That's a good summary of what She I was said. pissed, Jesse. I, like, I was well, afraid she was well, going to pull out a straight razor and start carving me up, not deep, but long. Hey, man, that, that's how they do it in her home country. Yeah. Uh, well, I think another thing that is so frustrating, uh, if you actually read this bill, is that really we talk about the government picking winners and losers all the time. The government is literally picking winners and losers. They're bailing out, you know, the airlines. They're giving all of this money for the airlines. They're picking these specific industries. But it's like it's more than the airlines that are affected. I mean, you talk about freelance employees. They're really suffering right now. I mean, you talk about small businesses. I mean, I get it that we're talking about a stimulus check, but you need to do more than that aside from picking winners and losers, uh, like winners being the airline companies mm -hmm. in this particular bill. Jesse? Uh, well, yeah, that's why it sucks. That's why <laughs> the, the, you cannot do what they did. And there is no way to stop. There's no way to make the pain go away. There's no way to make it easier what they're doing unless you turn the economy back on. But you have these people that are uh, – what's frustrating me more is not that Congress is a bunch of useless, useless degenerates. We all know we that. that yeah. We know Nancy Pelosi is probably butt funnel in a ball of vodka as we speak right now and not caring about anybody. Not caring about anybody in the history of the – she doesn't care about anybody. Yeah. I know that. None of this is surprising to me. So what you need to do is get these losers out of the way and let the American people go back to work. We can attack a virus. We can take steps to attack a virus without destroying the economy of the United States of America. And people talk about the public health. You know what's bad for a public health? The Great Depression. Mm -hmm. That was bad for public health. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. We're heading towards 30, 35, 40 percent unemployment. You know what it was in the Great Depression? 25 percent at its peak. I'm not exaggerating when I say we are purposely putting ourselves in a Great Depression, and I've never seen this before. I've seen nations make accidents, mm. you know, a wars break out, maybe a bad policy. The United States of America purposely pointed to every citizen and said, stop working and ruin our economy. I have never seen such lunacy. Well, and, you know, I, I want to I don't want to talk too close to home, but the county that I live in, Collin County, uh, the, the officials in Collin County are in really hot water. It was national articles. I saw an article on theblaze.com and I was like, oh my, ev everyone is talking about my county. But it's the people who are actually upset because this particular judge, uh, they, did a, they did a shelter in place order. But everyone's pissed off, Jesse, because the shelter in place order is actually saying, Okay, you can you should stay at home, but businesses can remain open. And it's not just essential businesses, it's all businesses because their point was all businesses are essential to this economy. And if you are a business, you have the right to stay open. Otherwise, you should stay at home. Everyone is pissed off beyond belief. They're sending uh, letters to the mayor. They're sending messages to this judge telling him, I can't believe that you would put public health uh, at risk just for, you know, I can't believe that you would put profits over public health. And I'm like, I, do you not understand how they coincide? Do you not understand how the economy coincides with public health? It's all one thing. You can't look at it and say the virus has to do with public health, but the economy does not. Because you can imagine, as you just pointed out, the number of lives lost if we're talking about going into another Great Depression. Uh, and it's just, it's mind boggling to me that, that even the American citizens 
are falling for this and saying, yes, it's worth risking this entire economy uh, that we are trying to give our children. We're trying to give it to them that they're supposed to inherit. It's worth risking this entire economy just to say that we did something. It, it, it blows my mind. Can one of you please? It, it, it blows my mind, too. And sorry, Chad, I'm just going to stomp all over you and go first here because I am rude and I don't consider other people's feelings and I have no manners. But the truth of the matter is that we have completely lost the plot as a public. I'm not only just mad at Congress. I am mad at the American people because they are not shutting these things down going against the public wishes. You have every political pundit out there who's still sitting at home collecting a paycheck, every politician who's still sitting at home collecting a paycheck, every loser who's going to vote for Bernie or Biden who doesn't even collect a paycheck, so he's waiting <laughs> for his government check. These are all three the people who are championing destroying American business, and nobody is listening loudly enough to the small businesses and the working man who's getting crushed. We haven't even talked about the oil field guys who are just getting kicked around. Do they not matter? Is their job not essential? I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking around here and I see about everything on earth made with oil. I think maybe we should keep the oil field guys working too. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Chad, so I keep hearing when I say, why is it that we have to shut down this entire economy over a virus, over what is essentially an upper respiratory virus? I get it. It's serious. It's a thing. People are going to die from it. I'm not disputing any of that. Um, but we're talking about shutting down an entire economy over a virus. Why is it that we don't do this for the seasonal flu? Right. right? And I keep hearing, well, it's more contagious than the seasonal flu. And I'm like, OK, but if 60,000 people in one country die per year over the seasonal flu, Wait, do, do, do their deaths not matter as much? So what is the threshold that it becomes acceptable to shut down an entire economy? And I haven't heard, I have not gotten an answer yet. I really would like to know, what is the threshold here? Is 60,000 is not enough. So what is it? What is that magic number? Well, I can tell you what they're doing in India right now, the subcontinent of Asia with 1.3 billion people as a population. They're taking rattan uh, canes and whipping people back into their homes, back into their home. They won't let them out in the street. They're whipping people to get them back in there. They've had, what, eight or nine deaths in there. I mean, out of 1.3 billion, I mean, you're talking about minuscule. And so if you take those numbers and apply them to what we're seeing here in America, well, the number one, I mean, we've got great health care here. We have, I mean, we can handle this deal. The issue is pandemic is going to become epidemic and it's going, you're going to see a rise in not only unemployment, but you're going to see suicides, child abuse deaths yep. because people don't know how to parent and now they got to spend time I'm with their kids. You're going to see divorce rates that are going to skyrocket. What's that going to do to the economy? These are practical things that people aren't realizing. And then guess what? You're going to have some really, really big overseers. I brought this up yesterday. You're going to have Amazon. You're going to have Google. You're going to have the yahoos of the world that have their iron commercialized boot on our neck. You're going to kill all the mom and pop stores. You're going to get rid of it. And you're, I know that there's people out there on the left who say, but don't you care about human life. I refuse to be morally lectured to by anyone on the left who decides to destroy 750,000 or more unborn babies every year. Don't come up here and moralize with me. That is absolutely ludicrous. This is about human life. It's one thing to catch a bug and you got to go home and have the flu and these things. We get sick and we get better. And this may be dangerous for certain people of our population, but you are creating a death spiral from far more sophisticated means than even this virus. Mm.
All right. We've got a lot more to get into, including Trump's approval number, which has apparently spiked, even though the media tells you he's handled this horribly. Huh. Who would have thunk it? The media may be lying to you. Uh, but first, I want to thank our sponsor, Burrow. So Burrow, uh, yeah, that's the couch that comes with the built-in USB chargers, which really comes in handy when you're sitting on your couch in quarantine because the government is forcing you to stay home. You got to have a really comfortable couch to sit on, and it has to make sure that it can charge your phone at all times because you ain't leaving your couch. We know you're not leaving your couch right now. The government has just told you that you have to just, like, sit around and do nothing. You can't work. You can't do anything. You might as well have a comfortable couch. Burrow will get you there. Burrow sofas are easy to set up and maintain and move. Uh, they've also got, they're, they're just, they're little pieces that you put all together. You can mix and match them. You can make it as big or as small as you want. And it really comes in handy if you have to move uh, because you moving, it's, it's a breeze. You just, you take it apart very easily. Even me, I'm a woman. And even I could actually help move the furniture, which actually, when I think about it, is not so convenient for me. But it's convenient for the men who want us to finally help. Uh, you can go to Burrow, customize your Burrow couch to fit the look and the seating style you want. Pick your fabric, color, leg finish, armrest style, and length. Burrow.com, that's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash news. Get $75 off of your purchase. Burrow.com slash news. Go there now. Before we get into uh, Trump's approval rating, gentlemen, want to get your thoughts on this story. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti uh, said yesterday that they, I guess they, they think that they have, I don't believe it's been officially confirmed yet, but they think that they have the first teenage COVID-19 death in L.A. County, and uh, he announced actions against non-essential businesses that do not close, because as we know, they've forced them to close. They've said, you have to close. Uh, he said that if these businesses do not close, the Department of Water and Power will shut off services for the businesses that do not comply with the Safer at Home Ordinance. Um, Chad. It's real easy to make decisions. It's real tough to live with the consequences of them, right? Uh, like, you saw that viral video of the guy who comes sashaying in there, throws his bag down, and then bends down next to the public toilet and licks the, uh, mm -hmm. licks the bowl. He's now tested positive for that cute little stunt and for probably coronavirus. And he probably got all kind of things. That's probably the least of his worries. <laughs> uh, you see what I'm saying? You can go in there and you could do all these little things, but it's one thing to cut power and water off to certain places, how difficult is it to turn that back on? Mm. And when does it get turned back on? How much bureaucracy, red tape, and legislation has to go to get it turned back on? These are the kind of things that are just dumb decisions. Now, here's, here's the way I look at it. If you're a non-essential business and your door is locked, your lights should be turned off and your water should, the faucet should be closed. So you're not using power and you're not using water. Case closed. Why does the government have to get involved with that? They don't. Yeah. Jesse, do you, uh, do you agree with their decision to shut off water and power for these non-essential, non-essential, I say in quotation marks, uh, businesses that do not close? Well, for one thing, let's address the kid who licked the toilet bowl and got it. What an absolute moron. How did I know you'd go back at, to that? <laughs> at, at the same time, in his defense, who among us hasn't taken some serious chances with disease in his own bodies? I've been to a George Thorogood concert before, but <laughs> onto this L.A. thing. 
Here's the creepiest part about it. It's not just that he said, we'll shut off your water. We'll shut off your power. He said in that very press conference that you showed a picture of, that if you see somebody open who mm-hmm. shouldn't be, mm-hmm. remind them they should close. And if they don't close, refer them. Mm-hmm. He flat out said, you're supposed to report on your fellow citizens so that they can not only have their water shut off, they're going to be charged with a crime, a misdemeanor. We now have mayors of the second biggest city in the United States of America standing up in front of a podium and telling American citizens to inform on each other so they can have crimes brought against them. This is not 1945 Soviet Russia. This is the United States of America. That mayor can go F himself. If I was in LA, I would do the same thing that I did yesterday when I got an order to stay in and I'm going out. And if I had a business where I supported my wife, my kids, maybe another loved one who needed the money, who needed, you know, jobs, support lives, I'd be open for business, and you can come freaking put the cuffs on me. It wouldn't be the first time. Chad, I mean, Jesse makes a really good point, but, I mean, on top of that, it's not just the the officials. I have seen in my own stupid mom groups, just as an anecdote, right, on Facebook, I belong to these mom groups, and you would not believe the amount of moms who are like, "Um, if you see someone at a public park, um, you really should call the cops and report them because Mm. they really should not, if they're playing on the playground equipment let's just call and report them i saw someone who said that their family was having a gathering and they said um i think i'm gonna call the police and report them because they shouldn't be having a family gathering right now Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what has the world come to in 2020 where we're all encouraging each other to call the police because we're going outside yeah, see, that's the problem. Fascism is built on the backs of bitchy women. That's the problem. <laughs> Wait a right second. There. Why you got to be a busybody? Why you got to get in somebody's business? It's true. What are you doing in a damn park today? <laughs> Why are you in the park? How do you know? It's like somebody says, well, when we were praying, so-and-so had their eyes open. Well, how do you know you had your eyes open too, <laughs> right? So these tattletale, this nonsense, this we make jokes of it and we laugh about it, but this is nonsense. And on a further note, I'd love to put Jesse Kelly in handcuffs. I mean, I just the little <laughs> pink fuzzy ones you know well i think that's a different news story exactly i get all of my news from jesse all right i defer to the gentleman in houston but i will say he made a great point on twitter the other day uh, a fun analogy where he said okay thirty thousand people are going to die on the streets of america in this year are we just going to shut down every highway every street every road just close it all down there's no more travel no more going to and fro uh that's the thing you know i mean are you is that what you're going to do just shut it all down uh, this has absolutely become nonsense. It's well, nonsense. We, we're seeing human nature is what we're seeing. Human nature hasn't changed in thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You still have man's inhumanity to man. You still have desperate people who are greedy and they're going to pursue the self-preservation. of. And all of these things, it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And people say, you know, they used to say that, well, we've got information now. we got access to information. We're getting better. We're getting smarter. It's making us dumber. Yeah. All you got to do is get on social media. It's chock full of FUs and go to hells and up yours and kiss mys. And all of that. And we're at each other's throats. It doesn't matter what it is because human nature hasn't changed. You start applying these things and we're going to see bedlam. Yeah. Chad, uh, Chad brought up, Jesse, Chad brought up the uh, the point that you made on social media the other day about, uh, you know, 30,000 people are dying on the streets. So let's just do away with all of driving because we have to protect, you know, why not shut the economy down while we're at it? Um, but. I do think that that's an interesting point because another thing that I've heard that 
gives people a reason to say, oh, well, you know, we don't need to do that because of the flu, but we'll do it because of this, is a vaccine. And I'm not, I don't mean to, I'm not going to discuss vaccines because, you know, the science is there. But what I am going to say is if 50% of the population are taking the flu vaccine, and some years it's only, what, 10% effective. I mean, these are all statistics that you can look up. The CDC is the one who says, oh, by the way, this flu vaccine that everyone took was only 10% effective. We still have 60,000 people some years who are dying from the flu. I feel like people are now just conditioned. We live in such a privileged time that people are just conditioned to hear when they, when they hear the word vaccine or they hear that they have some sort of protection that's enough for them. Regardless of the, number of the number of people who die, they are just conditioned to believe they are protected. Therefore, they're not scared. Therefore, they don't want their liberties taken away. But when they hear that they don't have a protection, all of a sudden, you got to help them. Well, people are people are by their by their very nature. It's human nature to want to imagine even people you don't like. The people in charge of you, the people guiding you, you like to imagine they know more. They are smarter. Mm-hmm. They are better. That's why we love experts. That's why we, you know, we even trust the president. So you know, Obama, even if Obama was in charge now, you'd at least like to think if you disagreed with something he was doing. Well, he's the president of the United States. I'm sure I'm sure he has access to a lot of things I don't know. And there's the truth of the matter. All these people are morons. They're all morons. They're just like you and I. I am not a doctor, although I've pretended to be one in my young years to pick up girls before, which actually worked really well. That's another story entirely. But I am not a doctor. And you don't have a doctor run a nation. And I've known several doctors in my life. I've lived all over the country. And yes, I've had one or two good ones. And like anything else, I've had a whole bunch of morons. Doctors is what they're one of those professions. It's just like teacher where you get it and you hear it. And it's automatically revered as, oh, this must be some saintly genius who's just out there giving back. Half these people are losers and idiots, and they don't have any idea what they're doing. Just because I hear the word doctor does not mean I'm impressed. And with all due respect, if I have somebody and he sits down in front of me and tells me the only way to save the United States of America is to lock everybody in their homes That guy's fired, and I fire him in front of everybody so they know the next moron who brings up something that dumb, he gets fired too. Bring me real solutions. A monkey could tell everybody, just go lock yourself in the house. That's not a solution. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. uh, Preach. All right. I I feel like I need to... I told you, that's why I I get my news from Jesse Kelly. That's (laughs) the only place I go. I only get my news from Jesse Kelly. I defer to the gentleman in Houston. I mean, I'd like it if you could say I get my news from Sarah Gonzalez and Jesse Kelly, but that's... Or somewhere on the blaze. No, it's just Jesse Kelly. That's a conversation to have. I go to a competitive, a competitor network, and that's where I get my news. It's the only person I know of that's telling the damn truth. All right. I got to straighten chat out for a second. Back in a minute. A new study by Gallup shows that Trump's approval rating among U.S. adults has jumped five points since earlier this month. So it has surged from 44 to 49 percent approval. Now, this approval rating is the best of his presidency at a time where the media is constantly inundating you with the messaging that Trump doesn't know how to handle this crisis. Trump is responsible for people taking fish tank cleaner and dying. Mm -hmm. I mean, TDS is at an all-time high when you look in the media, yet still, Trump's approval rating 
is going up. Chad, does that give you any hope for the American people seeing through the media's coverage and actually looking at his actions? I think there is that. I think we're at a point now where people are not trusting the media by and large. They're not. They're watching it for the entertainment value. They're watching it for the gaffes. They're watching it for the misinformation, the bad headlines, the the bad takes, and just for the drama that it's bringing at this point. At what point in time in history has politics been this entertaining? I mean, we're, we're, we've become junkies to it. We're addicted to what's going to be said next, what's going to happen next, uh, who's going to mess up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I live at this point. I live for the next Joe Biden gaffe. I love it. So people have learned, I think, to take it for what it's worth. It's real hard when somebody says, where do you get your news from, Jesse Kelly? I, it's hard to tell somebody. It's honestly hard to tell because at the end of the day, journalistic objectivity is gone. Yeah. If I read an article or I listen to a news story, I know your opinion on the person you're reporting on at the end of it. That is not journalism. That is opinion pieces. Uh, Jesse, it's the poll show that even independents and Democrats give him a slightly higher approval rating than they did earlier this month. Uh, give me give me some optimism here, please. Well, look, the guy, he's under a tremendous amount of stress. Imagine yeah. being president of the United States and having a decision like this come across your desk, which mm -hmm. is part of the reason we cannot risk having geriatric Joe Biden up there. But imagine somebody sets something in front of you and you have to decide, I'm going to keep the economy going or I'm going to have two, three, four million dead Americans on my hands. That's what he was being told. And so he's tried to walk through this as best he can. He's bringing in all these people. He's getting advice on doing things. And he's standing up at these press conferences trying to just put out information. These have not been, especially for him, these have not been bombastic press conferences where he's hammering Democrats and stuff like that. He's just standing up there with his team presenting information. And then so when you have the media trying to get him the whole time instead of trying to clarify and get more information for people that's the bridge too far for most people they don't look at that press conference and think wow trump looks bad they look and think gosh what a bunch of dorks we have in the media yeah <laughs> that's a great point uh both of you talked about you mentioned joe biden uh he is just he's been a gaffe machine it, you would think even he's at home Right. He's self-quarantining. He doesn't have as much going on. He's not obviously traveling. You would think that he'd be able to, I don't know, get like the proper amount of rest required for him to know where he is at any particular given point in the day. But still, he cannot do it. Uh, he's gotten so bad that even CNN. Jake Tapper at CNN, who I think used to be good, uh, you know, maybe 2015, even 2016, I felt like he was one of the most objective people in media. Now, I think TDS has overtaken him. But even Jake Tapper couldn't resist getting a dig in at Joe Biden for coughing during an interview. Watch. I have not talked to any individual. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know. Sir, that's, I learned that actually covering your White House. That's, that you no, actually, actually, that's true. But fortunately, I'm alone in my home. But that's okay. All right, I, I agree. You're right. You should just—it's just, just, it's kind of old school to do it with your hand. Do it into your elbow. You're supposed to do it. <laughs> that's not a good. I, look. I go right back to what Jesse said. What planet are we living on? What planet are we living on? This is insane, Jesse. Uh, the guy. Honestly, and while I have enjoyed mocking Joe Biden endlessly, I've seen what he's put out over the past couple of days. He's starting to try to ramp up and he has to realize that I'm, I need to look presidential here. I need to try to put out these statements. I saw he did an interview with The View. He did Tapper. He did a few other things. And 
the guy is not fit to be president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And that is not that is not because he's a Democrat or because I disagree with his policies. I'm not saying that Joe Biden is not mentally fit to be president of the United States. You don't have to go mining for gold or make something out of something. Look at just his recent clips. That is not a man who would be able to handle the stress of a situation like this. And presidents, when you're a president for eight years, you're going to have situations like this. We cannot risk it. He just he can't ever be president. Which I would think is why Bernie Sanders has already announced that he is still staying in the presidential race. He confirmed uh, that he will attend the next debate, which is set to take place on April 28th. Who knows if that actually is going to take place? Uh, Maybe, well, I hope this isn't for the sake of Joe Biden, but uh, hopefully it's not done online where they both do it from teleconference at their home because, as we know, Joe Biden cannot handle that very well. But, uh, Chad... That's got to be why Bernie Sanders is staying in, because he's looking at Joe Biden every single day and he's like, this guy is going to croak at any moment. Okay, so all I'm waiting for is a train to derail. And the train is going to derail. He's not 100 percent. But if you want to see the true presidential race, all you got to do is tune into the daily press briefings that Andrew Cuomo is doing in New York. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. I got to admit, I I agree. I don't know, bite my tongue. I agree with Glenn Beck on this thing. I think Andrew Cuomo is is their guy. I think this is a ploy right here. He is trying to use this in many ways to look like the hero that Rudy Giuliani was after 9-11. So let's see what happens. Jesse, what do you think? Well, he's 100% right. Right now, Cuomo, even though I disagree with so much of what he's said and done, he looks presidential. That's what I'm trying to get across. Look, you're never going to convince me otherwise. A big reason Hillary Clinton's not president of the United States is she couldn't stop coughing at everything. She had to get thrown in the back of a van like an old worn-out love seat and mattered to people. She kept falling down everywhere. And when you are voting for someone who's going to be commander in chief, that matters. Like Mike Bloomberg was running for president. He never had a chance to be president because he comes up to my knee. That matters. People don't want a commander in chief who who used to participate in midget tossing and not the one doing the tossing. They just don't. To be fair, though, Jesse, he comes up to your knee because you're like eight feet tall. Yeah, Uh, That does have something to do with it. Listen, I was a couple of years ago, I was in Chicago and uh, the hotel and convention center I was staying in was hosting the Little People of America convention. So when they opened the doors, it looked like somebody kicked an anthill. And I swear to God, it looked just like somebody looked just like Mike Bloomberg went running across uh, there wearing uh, assless chaps and (laughs) and had a cat of nine tails. It it looked just like little Mike. but you can't take in the words that I say. Look at me, man. I, you know what I've started doing? Let me give you all something practical besides the news. What I've started doing is I've started chilling a, a lot of beer and my, my drinks. And I put like four beers in all the different rooms that have a TV at my house. Mm-hmm. And I just go from room to room and I call it bar hopping. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I go in there and have a couple of beers in this room. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to move down the hall and I go down to the next pub. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a bar See, that's crawl. practical. I love it. I that's love what, it. That's what we're doing. You got to keep quarantining. I, like, I, you got to keep it interesting. Chad bringing you, I mean, the news you need to know. You get all this the on the Chad Prather Show if you just watch it. On the show today, back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. A couple 
in San Francisco was caught on cell phone video, you know, just casually looting a uh, Walgreens store amid the city's shelter in place uh, order due to the coronavirus. Uh, let's let's look at a, a little bit of what that looked like. Oh, oh. Pieces of shit. Hope you overdose. Pieces Now this is San Francisco and uh, California, so of course no one does anything because it's totally fine for uh, people to steal in San Francisco, among other things. But this is coming at a time where, Jesse, you know, you've got, I think the uh, Pennsylvania tried, I don't think they succeeded, I think they had to revoke this, but Pennsylvania tried to shut down gun stores. Uh, they deemed them as non-essential, and they are not the only place that is shutting down gun stores right now. What could possibly go wrong at a time that they're letting inmates out of jails, out of prisons, they're shutting down gun stores, and now people are looting? What could possibly go wrong? Well, look, we have to understand that we are facing potentially dangerous times. I don't want to make it sound like this is the end of the world or anything, but my goodness, if we are facing 30% unemployment, you are going to have some really desperate, scummy, alcohol abused, drug abused, dangerous people out there. That's just the bottom line. And so people need to start taking more responsibility in this country for their own protection. That means you're not calling the cops every time, although I would encourage people to call the cops. You get to a range, figure out how to shoot a weapon, shoot it well, and keep it on you. If we are facing desperate times, and heck, even if we aren't, because any time can be a dangerous time, figure out a way to take responsibility for your own protection. Time. You know what I did? I took two wooden coat hangers and I put oh them in under my mattress so that the hooks hang out right there. Right there on the side of your bed, you can just hang your AR-15, that black scary thing. Uh, I have a tactical nightstand that's there. My house is fully full-blown tactical. I mean, it's not Glenn Beck's with a cabana out front with armed guards, but I will say that folks need to be practical. My good friend uh, Clint Emerson, retired Navy SEAL and black ops uh, operative for the DOD. Uh, he was the guy that they used to drop on the beach with his underwear and a knife in his teeth. And then nobody knew he was there. Uh, he's written two great books. One's called A Hundred Deadly Skills and another was A Hundred Survival Skills. Read those books. I mean, I say things tongue in cheek, but this is this is what you've been prepping for, folks. Mm -hmm. Shit's getting real. I mean, it really is. And, and, and I will say this in breaking news that we haven't talked about is that uh, former former candidate Hillary Clinton has indeed tested negative uh, for being president of the United States. <laughs> Before we go, uh, really quickly, Nevada Democrat Governor uh, Sisolak <laughs> reportedly banned the use of uh, the hydroxychloroquine drug, which is the drug that we've seen some really good cases. Uh, they use this drug if people contract coronavirus. It's Obviously, we don't know everything behind it yet. They're still looking into it, but there has been some positive results. Well, I think this is the biggest case of TDS uh, just today. That's just today because it's a it, that's a, a hard thing mm -hmm. to do every single day. There is a giant case of TDS that we have to look at. But today, uh, the biggest case of TDS that I have seen banning the use of this drug to treat coronavirus. 
He actually issued an order that prohibits prescribing and dispensing chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine for a COVID-19 diagnosis. He said at this point in time, there is no known cure for COVID-19 and we must not withhold these drugs from those who need them. Now, Jesse, I know you mentioned you don't, you know, just because you're a doctor doesn't necessarily mean you know everything, but certainly you'd know more about prescribing medication than a governor. Well, the thing is, I'm not entirely convinced that some of these governors and mayors, you notice how many, uh, mostly of the real draconian shutdowns have been Democrats. I think they realize that they finally have carte blanche to torpedo uh, an economy that Donald Trump was getting credit for and make a play in, for 2020. I really do believe it. I think I think this has become a political game for so many of them because some of these other th these steps they're taking, they don't have another explanation. If, if you look at some of the things some these people have done there is no explanation other than i'm purposely tanking the economy when you have a governor of a state banning of the drug that might be saving people's lives there is no other explanation for that there's just not well do you remember the old george carlin bit and if you don't remember it you should go look it up where he talks about how we have failed to thin the herd you know, we have protected and overprotected these people, put helmets on them. We send them out to ride a bicycle and they're dressed like the Michelin man. They're all padded up. You know, you used to scrape your knee and you got up, you spit on it, rubbed a little dirt on it. But these days, everybody's protected. And they were supposed to die when they were young. They weren't supposed to make it, right? And, the, and just the natural process will eliminate the stupid ones. What we're seeing is the uh, sowing and reaping consequence of having allowed these people to survive. Now, I don't really want anybody to die because I'm a compassionate human being. But my God, I wish you could bury this stupidity. It is real and it affects my family. And that level of ignorance kind of pisses me off. That's why I drink. <laughs> Do you agree with Jesse that there is a more kind of insidious uh, idea at play? Let me stop you Democrats. right there. Let me stop you right there. If Jesse Kelly says the words, I agree. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. All right. Back in a minute. All right, love birds. That's enough. <laughs> All right, before we go, uh, if you would like to also get your news from apparently the only news anchor that exists, because I'm not here, uh, don't forget you can check out Jesse Kelly. You can check him out two places, because as I said, he is multi-talented. You can find him at 950 KPRC from 5 to 7 p.m. Central in Houston. You can also find him on his show, I'm Right. Huh, I wonder who came up with that <laughs> name. Uh, I'm right with Jesse Kelly over at The First Network, which is also available on Pluto TV. Jesse, I think we're competitors now because we are live mm. on Pluto TV as well. How do you feel about that? Well, look, here's the truth of the matter. Obviously, I love the Blaze. I love the people at the Blaze. But when I look at the whole world, I don't really see competitors. I see myself as being up here <laughs> and really everybody else being down here. <laughs> I don't know even why I tossed you that question. I think I knew already how you would answer it. Uh, yesterday's poll, how long are you willing to stay quarantined for? 51% of you said two weeks. 35% of you said one month. What is wrong with you people? 7% six months? 7% one year plus? Okay, all right. This has got to be a, ch no one wants to quarantine for one year plus. Who are you shut-ins? These have to be introverts already, yeah. Chad. Yeah. There's no way. A year? Look, man, hey, let me give you the dire thing. Uh, 
every nation in the world is is going to get COVID, right? We're dealing with that. It's just that the Chinese got it right off the bat. Oh. <laughs> anyway, on to today's poll. Will coronavirus be the biggest issue in the 2020 election? Will coronavirus be the biggest issue in the 2020 election? Jesse, what do you think? Your quick thoughts. No, the economy will be the issue. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the purse strings. Who's pulling them? What's happening? Uh, what's going on? Uh, I, I was encouraged yesterday. We saw the biggest daily gain since 1933, which tells me there. Remember, people, there's a difference between the stock market and the economy. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. We've got a strong economy. All right. Well, let us know now, what you think. Now. You can go to the Blazes Twitter. Thank you again to Jesse Kelly. You can find him on I'm Right at the First. Also on the Jesse Kelly Show, 5 to 7 p.m. KPRC in Houston. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.